We'll also be seeing you twice a week once again in January, uh, oh, at yes. least for 10 weeks, because we've got a very special 5K series. We are taking our lovely colleague, Cara, from office chair to 5K. Um, we are. As, as we will be calling it for copyright reasons. Um, and uh, and we're really enjoying it. It's it's going to be a great series. The one that I always forget about, but when we started re-watching it, it was like, oh my God, I love... You know the guy that leads the group, the kind of the big chap that's the head of the Detectory Society? His yeah. wife. His who's wife. Played by, it's Emma Thompson's sister, isn't it? And I've forgotten her name. Is it? Oh um, my God, she is... Chef's Kiss. She's Everything so she does is so iconic <laughs> to me. I no. love her. I think I would be her if I was a character in the show. She's brilliant because she is yeah. absolutely nuts. So when you get to that Christmas special, she is peak nuts in that. And she I just forgotten. <laughs> Absolutely. I loved her so much. She's brilliant. She was in Four Weddings. Oh, I'm actually, really excited. She? Yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah. So basically, yeah. the moral of all of this is watch shit mm. telly, watch, yes. read some books. Enjoy we'll the last episode of 2023, everybody. Yes. And I guess Happy New Year. Well, almost. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> oh, we set her off. <laughs> Welcome to episode 176 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. On this podcast, we talk about health, politics, stuff on TV, and what we ate last night. Occasionally, we talk about running. Welcome to the perineum of Christmas. This is our second slice of Anna Harding, in which she talks to us about habits, training over Christmas, and how to fit in the training, but also to be kind to ourselves. She introduces the brilliant concept of habit stacking too. Packed around Anna are some chunks of chat from me and Hall about New Year's resolutions and what we want to do in January that we know is achievable and something we'd like to continue to do as the year carries on. We don't want to sack it all off in February. So we continue our conversations about how to become a morning person and how to introduce some lovely treats into our lives. Do please think about becoming a patron of this podcast at patreon.co.uk forward slash women's running because for just two pounds a month, you can access our free monthly videos, our weekly newsletters, and you get to join our exclusive pod squad chat room where all the fun happens. Well, hello. Hello. We are now in the middle of... Christmas and New Year, probably coming out on a day that you're not entirely sure of. You forgot you know what, what day, day this is going to come out on. Well, that's what I mean. When you're when it's in between Christmas and New Year, you're like, is it Wednesday today? Is it Thursday? Yeah. Is it Saturday? You know, don't have a clue, do you? It should come out on Wednesday evening. If uh, okay, twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Oh, we are deep in the Christmas perineum, as we've referred to it before. Deep. Yeah, yeah, Deep we're there. We're there. there amongst the stitches. It's just, it's Yeah, we're all... like halfway between <laughs> the two <laughs> holes. <laughs> bang on halfway, bang. pretty much. Don't want the word bang next to the word perineum, mm. do you? But there you go. So yeah, that's no. where we are. And it's, and we were just saying, we can be lackluster because 
everyone is lackluster now, right? So we're all feeling a yeah. bit grey, a bit like... A bit grey. Uh, but then part of me feels, oh, now it's our responsibility to go, let's go, let's cheer everyone up. up, let's yeah, make yeah. everyone have a good time. Let's do that. Oh, but in actual <laughs> fact, to, for, 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 you know, let's get rid of the smoke and mirrors here. Mm. It's It's... When we're actually recording this, we've got a mm-hmm. little wide while to go before Christmas already, and it all feels like I'm exhausted, and it's getting dark, and I've got one more day in the office, and I'm like, how the fuck am I going to do it all? Yeah, so we've much. got we've got so much to do. Um, I am so stressed with what is coming up. I really hope that by this time next week, I am feeling a lot less oh, stressed. When we, this we, comes we were, out. We're yeah. gonna be we're gonna be sipping coconuts on <laughs> a metaphorical beach because obviously we'd be freezing our tits off if we were doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but yes, I just to be beyond the whole, to be beyond the week in which you're doing panic buying, like last minute stocking presents that each one might cost at least £10 and be discarded almost instantly by the recipient mm. as being a novelty mm-hmm. item. And you realise you've done that with like five of them. And you're like, that was £50. I mean, yeah, let's not do that. Let's, let's not do that. No. You know, I, think, I think my last, my last gift buying, which I'm going to be doing tomorrow, I am just going to buy practical. You will get used. I am definitely going to be buying deodorant. I am definitely going to be buying socks. I am yeah. definitely going to be buying like face wash or something. So yeah, yeah practical, um, practical. You know, way. all served up with a heaping helping of gruel, and that's how it should be. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that wasn't my day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is still ah. firmly festive times, mm-hmm. I would say. However, I love this bit. I'm controversially going to say I love this bit because it still feels acceptable to not be in your normal routine, but Mm -hmm. it's just about when you start to get excited about what you might do with the year ahead. Yes. Is that just me? Yeah. I, I think that is, I think that's lovely because you've got, it's like a kind of, it's like um, it's a pregnant pause, isn't it, between oh, yeah. between Christmas and New Year, where you can just you can spend the entire week in your pajamas, and in fact, you know, I think it's to be celebrated to have a week in your pajamas, doing oh, yeah. nothing, watching all the black and white movies, finishing off the Quality Street, doing all that kind of stuff. But at the mm, same time, Christmas Carol again, Muppets I'm Christmas gonna, Carol. I'm going to keep plugging it this, until they sponsor us, <laughs> till Jim Henson Company sponsors. <laughs> till Michael Caine comes on, we will always yeah. be talking. Yeah, about but like I think it's absolutely fine to 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 put cohabit those things to have the pajamas and chocolate snaffling alongside the planning for the new year because we both we talked about this last year didn't we and we both actually really like the kind of sharpening of pencils that January brings with us where you can sort Mm -hmm. of think actually there are some bits that I'd quite like to do slightly differently and Anna Harding is coming on again in sort of 10 minutes or so and she's going to be talking about things that we can do if we if we're a kind of a new year resolution type person which I am things we can do to try and make those habits 
continue yeah. through the rest of the year and not just fall by the wayside by about sort of January the 25th. Um, and um, a couple of hers that she mentions, I am fully on board with because they're so small, but I never mm-hmm. do them. And it's those small achievable things. So, I, I mean, did you, are, are there any goals that you had for 24? Is there something that you'd like to put your hand up and say, I'm going to do this? So I think one of the things that I really loved doing last year, I haven't fully decided whether I'm going to do it in this way because I did put, it did end up becoming something I put quite a lot of pressure on myself to do. Um, But I really liked the move every day thing. I think I might just simplify the constraints of what that means for me. So that doesn't mean having, like last year I really did do like yoga or a workout or running or whatever. Like it was always something that I felt was like purposeful exercise that was really getting my heart rate up. That was like, I even went to the gym, which I hadn't been to for years. Um, Mm. But this year, I think I did end up by the end of January slightly getting like fatigued by that. And I was like, oh, bloody hell, I'm really looking forward to stopping this, which is a little bit, I suppose, like doing dry January. If you want to generally cut down on your drinking, it's like you I think often that stuff ends up just meaning that you get to the first of Feb and go, hey, and yeah, yeah. really enjoy not being able to do it anymore. And then it's, it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't sort of stick in any way as a habit. Um, but so I think I might just slightly reframe what that means for myself and be like, I'm going to move every day because I have a very sedentary lifestyle in that I sit at a desk all day. So mm-hmm that movement can include you know walking to the shops on my lunch break or like yeah deciding to walk into town rather than get the bus or whatever I think it's just going to be like yeah that that consciously moving my body thing um yeah but I want to I mean it's going to also be a bit easier because we're going to be gently starting to crack on a little bit with a training plan because of the New York women's half marathon Mm -hmm. at the end of April which I think we'll be kind of starting to think about by then um but I think one thing that will caveat all of it I'll probably Mm -hmm. also do a bit of the drinking thing I did last year where again I didn't do full dry jan but just like was making more conscious decisions about whether I wanted to be hungover the next morning or not um which is a bit easier to ask yourself sometimes than do I want a glass of Prosecco because the answer to that question will probably always be yes but do I want to be hung over in the morning is a bit more difficult to answer um mm-hmm. but what I'm going to caveat it all with is that we asked a bunch of you guys on Instagram now this is coming out bloody ages ago you'll have completely forgotten and you'll have eaten about four tons worth of roast potatoes since so mm-hmm. good for you for forgotten about it but we asked you guys um <laughs> what how you made habits stick and lots of you again super useful tips a bit like Anna's going to share with us now but Mm. the thing that really stuck in my brain that I really want to bear in mind was somebody said something along the lines of like something is better than nothing I think so often I can get caught up in thinking that it's not it I what I've delivered isn't good enough and so then I just go, oh, there's no point doing it at all. Like the other day I yeah, went for a classic. run before work and it was like 15 minutes. That was all mm. I did. And then I went and got a croissant and a coffee afterwards, which is actually harder to find at 
eight o'clock in the morning then you would think I was really disappointed um but um but it's it you know I think it's like it's actually remembering like to feel fucking smug with myself about that rather than feel like that wasn't good enough because it wasn't like as long as the previous run I'd done or anything um yeah you don't have to be making constant sort of progress on paper or whatever in order to sort of feel like something's an achievement like something is better than nothing is going to be my little motto to myself so again if I have one glass of wine on a Wednesday rather than two it's better than nothing if I go for a 15 minute jog instead of a half hour run it's better than nothing if I get up off my desk and walk to co-op to buy my crisps that's better than nothing. That's my motto for myself. I think I think that is genius and brilliant and a really good way of doing it because like we all know that if you set like goals that are really massive, like I am going to run for an hour every day for the whole mm. of January, you're setting yourself up for a fail. For the first time that you don't do it, you just think, well, there's no point doing it the day after then, is it? Or there's no point, you know, or you, you injure yourself, which is another yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, those yeah. unachievable goals, but if it's little things and like, I feel the same sort of way that I do want to like, for instance, I want to make sure that I have a lunch break next year at some point. So every day I want to Love have a lunch it. break. So whether it's, um, a whole hour, which I, I might be able to take, or whether it's even just 20 minutes, I want to get up and go away from my screen because sometimes I'll I'll have my lunch sitting in front of my screen answering emails. So I literally no break at all from the screen for like eight nine hours. Um, but to get yeah. up and to leave, and I was wondering that maybe one of the ways I could do that, um, or to force myself to do that, is because I actually really love a little trip to the shops because I most of my shopping is online, um, and we've got a local row of shops that are quite close to me and I thought what I could do is maybe in my online shop is purposefully not buy some things so that I have to go to my local shops and the double whammy is that I go to like I'll go to the greengrocers and I'll go to the butchers and I'll be shop localing shop localing oh Jesus Christ shop localing this Christmas (laughs) (laughs) with Esther Neiman I love that though that's amazing that's sort of what get ready I'm about to stick a lime in my mouth and wang on about hello fresh again because that's another reason why i love it it uh a lime is the logo by the way i wasn't just yeah dressing up as a christmas pig or something um fair enough i love that same thing because it does similarly rather than like Mm -hmm. doing all of my shop on an online shop or doing all of it with a huge argument on a sunday morning or something i really like that it's like it does my dinners for me, but I still need to go out and get like lunch stuff, yeah. bread, yeah. eggs, milk, coffee, stuff like that. It's great. It means there's at least two probably lunch breaks in that yeah. week where I will be forced to walk to co-op. Yeah, I, th- I think that just it, it's just really nice. And it's, it's, it's quite it's both of our co-ops are close to us enough to, you know, close enough to walk to and. And it's a nice experience and yeah, so it's yeah. kind of, um, you yeah, might meet I think a that's... friend along the way. You might do. <laughs> Something might happen to you that could change your life. You might find a lot of <gasps> on the ground. <gasps> also, you might get shat on, uh, or mm-hmm. a, yeah, local, all youth those things might, might try yeah. and attack you or something, but you know. <laughs> But you're at the house. Something roundabouts. Why did I say I'm stretching that? Stretching your legs. Every- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, tell oh, you what, should we move on to... bitten by a seagull. Yes. Oh, yeah. Should we move... Right, okay, let's yeah. move on to Anna. So, Anna, we got her on because we wanted to talk about this thing of New Year's resolutions. Is it a good idea to make New Year's resolutions? If you want to make New Year's resolutions, how do you stick to them? Um, what does that mean in terms of running? Like, how do we balance out the Esther side of ourselves who's constantly beating ourselves up and the Holly side of ourselves that's constantly forgiving us and yeah. creating a whole person <laughs> yeah. who is kind and thoughtful kind. and doesn't yeah. give up because they think they're a piece of shit but equally doesn't punish themselves and is nasty to themselves. This is a very good time to subscribe to Women's Running or think about giving a gift subscription for that big date in December you might be thinking about. Because right now, when you subscribe, as well as receiving the best magazine in the world, you'll also get a free exclusive Women's Running technical tee worth £35. It's beautiful, it's blue, and it says happy running on the back to help motivate you and your brilliant running buddies too. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk forward slash become a member and enter X23WRPOD, that's pod, at the checkout for your free tea. And please remember to send us a pic of you wearing it. Thank hey, you very much for having me once again. You can't get rid of me. I'm just like a bad smell that lingers in your dirty sports kit that you've bunged into your washing machine and forgot to turn on. That's and then exactly you open the door and go, oh my God, yeah. why did I do that? Oh, totally how That's we how feel. That's how I always you. think of you. Yeah. Maybe today more appropriate, like a sprout fart. Uh, oh. <laughs> Interesting you should say that, right? I mm. think, and I'm sorry to bring the tone down and talk oh, do. about farts. Please Let's do. do it. Yeah, we've already talked about poo. Yeah. Um, I think genuinely that you like the smell of your own farts. But you don't like other people. can't stand, but you can't, yeah, but other people's. Well, do no. you think it's like an asparagus thing? Is that where, true? Where like if with asparagus we, you know, there are some, there's that whole kind of old wives tale that other people, some people can't smell asparagus we, right? I don't think I can really? smell asparagus wee. Oh, I can smell asparagus wee. Oh, I can no, smell do you think people wee? can smell my asparagus wee? But you can. Oh, yes. You can always smell asparagus wee. <laughs> if you were to go into the into the cubicle after someone who'd done an asparagus wee, would either of you guys be yes. able to tell that they'd done? <gasps> That's yes. mortifying. I don't think I can smell it. Uh, <laughs> okay, if you, that's I've a whole thing. If, okay, do if you've ever wanted to know what it smells like and you've never smelt it, Hull, um, I've realised it smells like clutch fluid. So if you live on a hill and, and someone is trying to kind of uh, do a, a clutch start, it smells really? that's what yeah. it sm exactly like asparagus. Yeah. Yeah. Like smoky like that. Mm. Petrally. I mean, you know. Urinary. Mm, it's, it's, it's the, yeah, it's the clutch like fluid that you can smell acidity. rather than yeah. Oh. It's very, very specific okay. and very, very strong. Very I'm going to go and smell clutch yeah. fluid later and see whether it rings a bell. Do that. Do that. And um, I don't and then you to... just need to keep. <laughs> I was going to say. Just keep. I, don't I was going to wanna... say. Oh, go on. No, I was going to move on to farts again. So you finish what you were going to say. Oh, I was going to say, you just need to keep your senses about you between, what is it? Is it, um, it's May and June, isn't it? Asparagus season. So yeah. just honestly, yeah. hover around Waitrose toilets around that time and you'll just be in a cloud Ooh. of it. Stinks. 
Yeah. I cannot <laughs> believe this. And I wonder whether I've just been really gormless and I've never noticed or whether, because I'm not very perceptive. I have realized that about myself. And it's taken me 28 years to realize it because of how I'm not very perceptive. But um, I, I may have just not noticed um, before, but I don't, I wonder if I can't smell it. Because I have heard people talk about asparagus wee and yeah. I, I eat quite a lot of asparagus. I probably even sometimes dare I say, eat it out of season. <gasps> oh, well, then just check. If you're, if you're eating your Peruvian asparagus, you might as well just check. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to, I don't want to gloss over what Anna said because I do think it's important for us all to confess on this podcast. Uh, but I will be the first to say that I don't mind the smell of my own farts. The only time that I really, I know that it's bad, it's lentils or beans or something if I, do, if I don't like oh. the smell of my own. Yeah. 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 Own, own brand's best. Yeah. Own brand's best. Good. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Just wanted to check. Esther? <laughs> Uh, yes, and I'd have to. I'm also going to have to fess up that it does depend on what I've been eating. But the kids yeah. are horrified when I've been on the cauliflower or the sprouts. Absolutely horrified by that. And I'm thinking, what's what's wrong yeah. with that? It's fine. Just you know, <laughs> it's a kind of a warm smell. It's not an awful thing, but um, apparently awful. Yeah, it, Ooh, is, it is. In fact, exactly for your own, it's just a warm yeah. smell. Whereas for somebody else's. <laughs> But, We're going to have a whole couple of weeks of this for Christmas. Oh, we really are. I was going to say, it's all that lovely veg, which is great for you in so many ways, but yeah. is yes, yeah, yeah. not great for, the, for your family. No, no. necessarily. <laughs> Especially not when you've got everyone round and you've only got one bathroom or like, oh, yeah, there's just oh, lots dear. of people in your yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, not ideal. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to not. Oh, We've dear. got big we, Christmases we this come, year. But... Yeah, it's going to be oh. a lot. A lot of farts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Do you know me? who the biggest culprit in my house? Do the biggest culprit in my house is the dog. I was, just, I knew I was you were literally going to get blamed on him. Yeah. I was going to guess him. I was going to guess Ralph. Yeah. He's stink. Ralphie's farts stink. <laughs> Don't they? Yes. He says, yes, they do. You can say hello. Oh, oh, friend of the pod, Ralph. He's being quiet today, is little Ralphie. Aren't you? Being a good boy today. You can hear his his (laughs) little puppy barks on an old episode. On on the first time (laughs) that you were on, I think, Anna, that you can hear his little puppy barks. I think he was quite brand new. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. he was very new. He's grown up now. He's nearly three. (gasps) Oh, an adult. Oh, bless. Yeah. An adult dog. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, how old is that in dog doodars? Twenty one. It doesn't 21? really work like that, does it? Are they, is it seven years? I'm not sure. Yeah, big year. Yeah, he's got the keys. He's going to be down yeah. the casino. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> putting all the treatos on black. <laughs> so, Anna, what we would like to talk yes. to you about this week is um, yes. Basically, how we can keep some form of consistency. I think, first of all, we should maybe throw out the window the idea of being able to, uh, you know, stick exactly to a training plan or follow our normal training schedule to a T over over the Christmas period yeah. because I think that's probably setting oh, yeah, an no, unrealistic no, yeah. expectation yeah. from the start but how can we yeah. keep a vague level of normality I suppose my first thing I wanted to ask you about is whether you've got any advice for travel 
because mm. I've I'm in I've got three different Christmases this year basically I've got two families and a Friendsmas all in a different in fact technically in three different countries if you count Wales which is technically a principality I believe but could be also viewed as a country <laughs> oh. um so how on earth if you're spending sort of three days in each place are you supposed yeah. to squeeze in any running it's so tricky isn't it and the thing is as well it depends how like there are two sides mm-hmm. to this one it depends how like in training mode you are so there'll be a lot of people who've got spring marathons coming up or spring half marathons that kind of thing and unlucky for them a lot of the training plans tend to start around Christmas week or the week after which can be really really tricky to plan around so if you are training for a race like that and your training plan does start in that sort of betwixtmas week let's say I love that phrase love that phrase straight away <laughs> isn't it great betwixtmas the bit where you have no idea what day of the week it is yeah. and you are uh, uh, like hungover on chocolates and yeah. good we have referred things. to it before um, as the perineum of christmas which indeed. but yeah. i think betwixtmas <laughs> nice. is a bit more family friendly I love it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you and, and you find yourself, you know, away or visiting family or whatever, and actually, you know, some people's families, some people's schedules and that sort of thing don't really allow for fitting in runs. Mm-hmm. And and that's totally normal, by the way. Like, there are a lot of people who would say, well, do you know what, I'm going to visit family and they just feel it was really odd if I just, you know, got up and left for an hour or, yeah. you know, it's not really an area where I feel familiar with running or, or anything like that. Yeah. I would say in that situation, just cut off that first week of your training and start from week two. Don't try and cram extra stuff in. Just cut off that first week and start from week two of your training plan. So that's the first bit. If you are traveling and, you know, you're um, training for something or you are pretty keen on getting, you know, a couple of runs in here and there, then making sure that obviously, first one, pack your running gear and just have it with you because you never know when there might be a little afternoon slump. Everybody wants to have a little nap or go and do their own thing or something. And you think, well, actually, I might just go for 20 minutes around the block or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so take your running stuff with you, even if you haven't really got, you know, an idea of when you might be able to fit it in. Because if you haven't got it, you definitely won't run. But if you have got it, you've got the choice. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think just be kind to yourself and just remember that actually, you know, Christmas comes but once a year and <laughs> it's actually okay to um to to not be constantly like worrying about fitting and running and all the rest of it which doesn't really answer the question of how do we fit it in because mm. not doing it is not really the answer I, I yeah I think it is still important to remember that. I think it's mm. really good advice though because I think I think it's about asking yourself the question isn't it of like why do I want to do this? So I think I've, I think that's perfect advice about training plans. I'm a little yeah. bit nervous that Esther and I are running a very exciting half marathon in, at the end of April. Um, we're doing the New York mm-hmm. Women's Half Marathon. So cool. So cool. So cool. Um, uh, with a bunch of pod squadders, which is going to be lovely. But um, of course, it's that same thing where it's like, mm, I haven't run more than 5K in a very long time, not since the... Uh, vitality in fact so time to start Mm. sort of thinking about it again and um it does feel a little bit loomy but you know 
post-Christmas. That still gives us four months almost to get cracking on it. It's totally fine. So any pressure that I'm putting myself on myself or, or any bit of me, I suppose, that is saying I would like to run is I think the bit of me that just wants to do it for, you know, a little bit of, of mental health juice. Yeah. And, and that's important around this time yeah. as well, because feeling feeling like you're overwhelmed under pressure that you can't go out is perhaps, you know, it's not going to be particularly helpful to one's mental health. Mm. And so being able to find that time to be able to get outside, even if it's just for like a walk or a run walk or just something, just fresh air, because a lot of people can feel quite overwhelmed at this time of year. Um, so, yeah, being able to find some time is you know is going to be of benefit to a lot of people as well and if you're traveling why don't you have a look to see if there's a park run near you because christmas falls on a monday this year um which means that you can do a park run on a saturday and some of them are doing special events on a monday and then you've got the following saturday park run and some of them are doing special events on new year's day monday as well so there are four that you can do in a week I love that. I would love that. In fact, I would love we that. need to so, talk about, we'll do this in a in a in another episode because we got so many responses, but we were talking about a bit of parkrun controversy um, and had lots and lots of feedback from listeners and a lot of things that, that a, a lot of them said, to me specifically, because I was the one who was being a bit nasty and going, oh, I, it's got too competitive and I don't, I don't like feeling like I'm being judged. Uh, a lot of them said mm. it's really not it's so dependent on where you go and I've only ever been to one park yeah. once so I think it'd yeah. be a really nice opportunity to to try out some others and test the waters definitely and yeah. um, always do make sure you check on their like Facebook pages to see whether they're going ahead or not because if there's like adverse weather or they haven't got enough volunteers that's the other thing if you don't want to run or you're you know you're not feeling up to running just like volunteer just drop them an email and you can volunteer in yeah. any place but do check on their Facebook page like right up to the morning because we had some bad weather the other week and places were cancelling like with half an hour to go yeah so you don't want to like rock up and be like oh, it's not. yeah I spotted you put um, something so, about that on yeah. on social media yeah okay yeah mm-hmm. Defo yeah worth I mean and, and I'm I'm also one of the one of the sorts of people that I, I love to go for that run on Christmas day um because it's just that it's getting giving myself just like half an hour of headspace before it all goes manic and so I I always build that in I I I might get a couple of stares from family members of of just like you know it, I think it's perceived as being I think it can be like like a lot of running it can be perceived as being a bit of a selfish act which oh it is gosh. which it is um but I find it but entirely isn't Christmas necessary about if they, being selfish maybe I because I, I don't have children <laughs> I don't yet. think the spirit of Christmas <laughs> <laughs> that's not <laughs> hang on a minute have you even Sorry, I literally like... forgot about the meaning of Christmas then. I completely <laughs> forgot about it for a sec. I was like, aren't you just supposed to have like the best day, whatever you want to do? And everyone else can <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, it wasn't even ironic. Yeah. Oh! Okay. I yeah, yeah. The three spirits have visited me in the strike of one or whatever. I've remembered what it's all about again. Uh Tiny Tim okay. will get his juice. But um, yeah. <laughs> but but in all seriousness, is it not about, to a degree, 
taking you're mm-hmm. taking holiday it's your time off from you know, from work from whatever else I feel like it's absolutely fine to be like oh I'm gonna do a nice treat it's about treats that's what I mean it's about treats mm. and if your treat is running <laughs> mm-hmm. then then treat yourself and go for a run yeah yeah it my treat clearly yes, is being just, selfish <laughs> yeah. I think it just needs to be Kid. sort of it's kind of building it into the kind of expectations um, of everyone else and what your, you know, the plans and your traditions and whatever you, you do during the day. So like, you know, uh, we've got kids, so it's all about basically the day is revolves entirely around them. Um, aside from the mm. point at which we eat, which revolves entirely around me if I'm cooking it kind of, you know, whatever. So it's just sort of, it's just, you know, on a day in which I think other people think that we should spend every single minute of it together. And there's that kind of, uh, you know, added pressure yeah. that you've all got to be having this kind of Victorian, um, incredible sort of around the Christmas tree singing a, a little town of Bethlehem. I do being together the whole time. Yeah. It, it can feel like that. Yeah. Like even, you know, when you like, this is really, really weird, but like, do you ever have like, if you just like go to the loo on Christmas? And then you look at your phone and it's like 25th of December and you're like, oh, I shouldn't really be sitting on the list. You know, there sort of, there's like a yeah. weird thing <laughs> where every time I see the date, I'm like, I should be, yeah, exactly as you say, I, sh- I should be sort of knocking on good King Wenceslas's door or whatever and singing a song. So, something, you should be doing something heartwarming or whatever. So I think yeah. kind of the very act of going for a run, but what, what I have tried to, because I've done it for years now, and what I try and, and uh, remind my family about is that if they want someone that wants to cook the Christmas meal without having some form of panic attack, be nice and gentle with the kids rather than just say, open your fucking presents and I don't care you know, and, and, and just be an all round, much, much nicer person than having 30 minutes to go for a run is crucial for, for, for yeah. that. So yeah, I yeah. always do it. Fuck them. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I quite like doing a three <laughs> as well. If you're somebody that like me, um, because I have to confess, although I love running, I would not like to run on Christmas day. I like my little Christmas routine of like, I get up, I don't have a stocking anymore because I'm an adult woman. But <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound like you do have one, Holly. You do, don't you? Yeah, I do, busted. guys. I do. I <laughs> yeah. like doing that. I like I like helping my mum do the lunch. I like all of that stuff. Um, and I do yeah. like being around people all day. I charge my batteries from being around people, so I I I love that bit. Uh, but I quite like doing a Christmas Eve. And then I feel like I've done it and I'm like, school's out kind of vibes. And then I can enjoy Christmas. And then same with New Year's Eve. I quite like doing a New Year's Eve. And then, you know, you go out and get trolleyed and have a hungover New Year's Day. I quite like that. Yeah. And I I like running on New Year's Day. So it's, um, Mm. I think that I I do think that our audience as well, I think they are, there's a hard split between those that absolutely would and would defend it to the hilt and yeah. absolutely wouldn't and would defend it to the hilt as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is are you a Christmas day or and, are you a Christmas Eve? Very interested to hear. Mm. Right in, let us know. Very mm. interesting. <laughs> 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 I love going running on Christmas day and waving to the other Christmas day runners. <gasps> so I feel like I. there's just like the little camaraderie of like, we're out on Christmas day. 
It's it's definitely you get it much more so than any other day, and some people and yeah. me included might wear a, a little festive something or other as well. So I've yeah. got I've got Christmas running shoes, so I chuck them on every time I go. For them. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, love it. Love that. I do um, love so seeing those about... people too, but with a healthy yeah. amount of distance between them and me. <laughs> <laughs> but we've we've talked about sort of running and habits and stuff over Christmas, but I think. We also really wanted to pick your brains about habits going forward because yeah, loads of people will make either New Year's resolutions or kind of new new kind of, I don't know, something. We're not into goals. New Year's resolutions necessarily mm. here, but we are into goals for no. sure. Um, yeah. And I know that loads yeah. of people will start to run in January because they'll think that that's something that, that is going to benefit them in some way, which is great and mm-hmm. amazing. And if that's anyone listening to this, then brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah. But the thing that trips up people a lot, myself included, I mean, I'm sure all of us, is getting into the groove and making running yeah. a part of your life and, a, and like a non-negotiable part and a part that mm-hmm. even if you might skip sessions, you will go back to. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of how how does a new runner or a runner that's had mm. a lot of time off running, maybe through injury or whatever, how do we mm-hmm. incorporate running into our life so that it's there forever and stuck and something that we mm. want to do? How, how, how does that even work? Yeah, so I guess for a lot of people, it will probably come easier than for others. Um, some people who are starting out running for the very first time might find that they do too much too soon and end up on the injury bench with something like shin splints, for example, a very, very common beginner overuse injury because people are so excited to go out running, have such a lovely time of it and want to do more of it. So don't fall down into that trap. Um, Doing things like couch to 5k as a complete beginner, you know, that is your bread and butter of staying consistent and, and keeping it to a level of like manageable running and hopefully without getting injured there and because that couch to 5k sort of tells you it prescribes to you what you're doing and on what days etc that can be really helpful in the same way that having a training plan if you're maybe a returning runner coming back from injury or maybe you've had a baby or you've had a long period off for whatever reason having a training plan or something that's going to sort of tell you what to do each day or a coach can be really useful in that sort of building of a habit um but making Making and building a habit um, is something that I've sort of really looked into quite recently. I've done the article for Women's Running for January that's all about building a habit. You have. So yeah. there's loads more in that. Plug. There is. Um, Thank you. <laughs> no worries. I, and I, but I found it really, really interesting doing the research behind it. I'd recently read a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, and if you haven't read it, I do highly recommend it because I find it very, very interesting just for everyday life as well, not just running. Um, and in that, he talks about um, sort of a, a misconception, I suppose, that it takes 21 days to make a habit. You might have heard that before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert, actually, it doesn't. Um, it It's all dependent on who we are. We're all individuals. We all respond to different things differently. And so for one person, it might take, you know, more like more than way more than 28 days, 21 days, sorry. Mm -hmm. But for another, it might take, 
you know, less than 21 days. And so it could take anywhere between two and eight months for a new behavior or habit to be successfully built into your life yeah. and become something that this is what you do. Surely, and I suppose oh, in a sorry, way it's Anna. a bit like breaking. Sorry, oh, no, I, no, I was going to say I'm it's a bit sorry. like breaking a habit as well. Mm. It's like saying, this is what I do now. And when you're breaking that habit, it's like, I don't do that anymore. So it's like, you know, building that into your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say as well, um, just about like, not just the kind of person you are, but do you think it makes a difference the sort of like I'm going to say difficulty level of the habit that's a bit of a weird thing to put to say but like with running there are yeah. a couple of steps aren't there that I suppose it's like it's not like being like oh okay I'm going to do my skincare routine every day for 28 days uh-huh. or something or 21 days actually yeah. putting your trainers on getting out the door committing to not giving up halfway mm-hmm. through like all of that stuff is it's it's quite it's a habit with quite a few sub habits I suppose if that makes sense (laughs) yeah it is no definitely and and I guess this is where like goals can come into it as well so when you're like creating a a habit there are in this book that I mentioned about there are four steps to creating a habit so a cue where you make the habit obvious a craving where you make it attractive and something you want to do Mm a response where you make it easy and then a reward. So what are you going to get out of it? What's going to, you know, what's the satisfaction from this? So for example, your cue would be leaving your running shoes and clothes out before you go to bed. So when you wake up, you see them Mm -hmm. and your mind is focused and it's like, I'm going to go for a run. Okay. And so that craving is then you want to be more consistent at going for a run. The response is then going for the run. So that's, you know, what you're going to do because you've seen it. And then the reward is feeling good. You'll be pleased with yourself that you did it. And also everybody knows that you never regret going for a run. No, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's really useful. I'm going to 100% employ that in the new year to become my, my little goal for myself at the moment is I really want to become a morning runner. Um, And I really want to get to a point where I can just have feeling good as my reward but so far mm. it has had to involve a coffee and a croissant but I will get there hopefully <laughs> but that, and that's fine <laughs> no but and that's fine you know that's a great reward like a lot of people for some people mm. uh, you know the the run might be run to your favorite local cafe what I've been doing and 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 get Loving a little it. treat at the end brilliant yeah which is brilliant and um and that again I suppose sort of um applies to habit stacking so if you're Mm. thinking about so I always often use this example for people to encourage them to do calf raises which as runners calf raises you can never do I was going to say you can never do too many but I think I need to put like a little (laughs) asterisk like you probably could do too many please don't try yeah (laughs) no that probably is too many but little things like you brush your teeth morning and night so when you're brushing your teeth could you just stick some calf raises in while you're doing it? Because you're not doing anything else while you stood there brushing your teeth. Yeah. So, you know, h- habit stacking, adding that into, you know, a, something that you already do. And like Holly, you mentioned your skincare routine, for example. You know, if you know that you do that every night, every morning or whatever, can you then stack your habit to do with running into that for example and so I bet you can building a new yeah. habit can build onto something that you already do which makes it easier to stick yeah I completely yeah. agree and actually saying it's easy to 
incorporate a skincare routine, for example, it wasn't. And I had to habit stack that because I kept forgetting to do it. And so I do it after my mm-hmm. shower um, and I do that every time. So 100% can imagine yeah. being like, okay, well, I run, then I shower, then I do that, then, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then I have my porridge. Yeah. I'm um, who I want to be. I'm a visual I'm like a visual person and like a rewardy type person. So I'm the kind of person who like actually responds really well to something like a sticker chart. I, yes, mm. I am 36 years old. I'm not 12. <laughs> but, you know, like when I'm trying to build a, a good routine or a good habit, if, you know, sometimes things can go a little bit awry and you're just like, oh, right, I need to just sort my life out. I need to just reset and I'll make like a little list and I'll tick it off each day. And mm. and I feel like I respond better to that because you know that you're sticking to it and if you miss one then that's okay you just keep going don't see a missed one as a failure it's just okay well that didn't happen that day let's go let's try yeah. again kind of thing maybe you yeah, can give also yourself another, you can... a different sticker like uh oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know a big red cross yeah or so or what you did Bad instead girl. So maybe there's like a big glass of wine or a big hanging out with friends <laughs> sticker or something like that. So yeah. it's like, well, I did that instead. So, yeah. Yeah. But then, but I also think with the kind of, with the habits and stuff that I, um, I, I, I wonder if it's, it's kind of similar to seeking out a GP or a therapist or whatever, that if the habit that you're trying to get doesn't quite stick, no matter what you're doing to kind of mm. alter the nature of the habit that you're doing, like for instance, um, I've noticed that I'm, I'm, I've always been a morning runner, but with the kind of change in when, you know, cause it's darker at the moment, I've been adjusting it and I've actually been running later on in the morning rather than first thing in the morning. Um, and I'm finding that easier to skip. Like, even if I've got my stuff on and I've, mm-hmm. you know, I walk the kids to school, I'll come back and I'll still be on my running gear and things like that. And I'll sit down, I'll start to work and then I won't go because I'm not doing it. For, yeah. So so the habit, the thing that makes it habit for me is the non-negotiable. Of getting, if I get up at half past six, then there's nothing else that I can do. I mean, obviously I could do some work mm. or something or I could read a book or I could just go back to sleep. But if I'm up and I'm in my stuff, I have to do it. Mm. And that works for me. And it's a bit like um, with, with going back to the skincare thing, there was, um, there's a lovely woman called Sally Hughes. I don't know if you follow her on socials. I really like her. She does all the skincare and beauty stuff for The Guardian. And mm. she said something which absolutely blew my mind about removing your makeup, right? So I, I'm, I am a, a, a bit of a filthy slut when it comes to removing oh, makeup and me. doing it in a proper way. And me too. Filthy sluts unite. Great. I love it. Lovely. Yeah, take over the world. <laughs> so, and she is just like, she's really, she does a lot of finger wagging and she's like, no, you've got to use like a balm cleanser and you've got to use a... Um, a flannel because that kind of exfoliates while you're doing it rather than having a nasty wipe that's going to go to landfill and all that kind of thing. So I've been trying to do that. But what she said was, so I do do that mostly. um, But what, yeah, what she said was a bit of a game changer was don't do it at 10 o'clock at night just before you're going to bed because you're going to be knackered and you're more likely to go, oh, fuck it. I'll just go to bed with my mascara on. Do it when you come Mm. in from work. Or do it before you have supper. Oh, so if you're even yeah. if you're working from home, just do it at like five or six in the evening if you're not going out yeah. or anything, and just cleanse your face then. And it's like, oh, that's such a good idea. Sense. Such a that good idea. That does make sense. Yeah, Esther, what you were saying about um, running a bit later because obviously with the dark mornings and stuff now. Did you say you do you walk your kids to school? I do. 
In your running gear? In my running gear, yeah. <laughs> so so technically you could run home from school, but do like a bit of a loop back yes. and do your run then? And I have done that. Um, and I think the reason why that has has faded off into the background is be- literally because yeah. of, the, of the cold. So I walk to school yeah. with you know, massive coats on and stuff like that. And, then I'll, and I'll walk yeah. back. Um, I do, I definitely do that in the summer, spring and autumn, actually, um, where I will, yeah, I'll fair. go from school gates and go for a run from there. Um, mm. But just a bit easier. It's just, it's just all of that. So I think maybe if I took a backpack with me, then I could stuff stuff in there and then stop yeah. fanning about yeah. and just get it done. I think, and you, you look, you're not alone. Like I, I'm terrible for it as someone who's self-employed, whereby, you know, I'm working as a personal trainer in the mornings, in the evenings around people's nine to five jobs. And then during the middle of the day, I'm doing like other bits and bobs, um, that, that isn't necessarily time sensitive. That's where I can run. Mm. And so I'll look at my diary and be like, right, when have I got a gap? And now I book in the run as a meeting to myself. We literally talked about that the other day. Yeah, so I can't remember when this episode is coming out, but um, whenever it's coming out, (laughs) as of 2nd of (laughs) January, uh, we are starting a a little series that's going to be alongside the normal pod. Um, uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, once a week, we are training our colleague to run 5K. Um, She's our little... uh, test subject and uh we've said exactly the same thing to her so I will 100% say that that Mm. is endorsed by Anna Harding advice because uh, (laughs) she also she's somebody who likes to have a google calendar and likes to see see things in front of her she's also quite work and play separate if that makes sense which I think will definitely work for a lot of people if you view your sort of um I know in a dream world we'd love to all view our run as like our favorite little lovely hobby that we do but if your run is a little bit of a sort of right I'm gonna get this done ticked off for you then I think having it she's planning on having it in at lunchtime or in the work day and literally blocking that out as a meeting so that nobody else can book things over the top of Mm -hmm. it you know that's just her time and she's gonna go away and do that and I really like that I'm really tempted to start doing the same um, I think mm. I'm really tempted to do the same because I don't block yeah. it out like I, I just sort of am late replying to email and stuff like that and I don't block it mm. out but actually mm. I absolutely should I think it's a really yeah. good idea yeah. Oh. yeah I mean that and, and you know the thing is I do feel like these days I, I feels like in the last 10 to 15 years everyone seems to be doing the work of about three different people and everyone's just a little bit frazzled, aren't we? Like, I, I, I don't think I've spoken to anyone recently who isn't just absolutely exhausted yeah. mm-hmm. and doing 50 million things and just busy, like always, you know, oh, you know, this person's so busy, you're so busy all the time. And so actually being able to, you know, grab those little pockets of time even on lunch breaks, for example, if you do work like a traditional office role or something, which I'm not sure how many people still do that. I know there's a lot of working from home and hybrid working and stuff. But if you do get like a lunch break, for example, you could go out and run for half an hour in your lunch break. Yeah. Obviously, that kind of helps if you're working from home. If you're not working from home, has your office got showers and stuff like that? It all depends. But, you know, just using those little pockets of time sensibly yeah. to be able to then create that regularity and that consistency yeah. can 
on the on the yeah. maybe this is back on the on the filthy slut hype again but i did used to sometimes run um at work we don't have showers in our office and back when we no. used to work full time in the office i used to run at lunchtime sometimes and like you know it would be a different story if i'd done like 10 miles or something but you yeah. know you've only really got time for like a 20 minute half an hour lovely little jaunt around um totally mm. just used to like use some baby wipes in the toilet and then get changed into some fresh pants yeah just bring some fresh <laughs> yeah. pants and some baby wipes and your deodorant that, yeah. go to work is that gross but i think you know the, and the other i didn't no. used to feel gross the other it was fine no i think the other kind of big benefit there is that in in so doing, if you do work in the offices, is, is that you may find other people that also want to go for that little run with you. So you could start yes. a little running club. Yeah, which would be yeah, lovely. Exactly. Yeah, and then you've got that sort of accountability, and that's another thing that can really help with that sort of consistency is having like an appointment to be somewhere. So joining a little running group or even just like virtually with friends have like a little whatsapp group and decide that you're going to go for a run on a certain day at a certain time Mm -hmm. and like you know checking in with each other in on that morning being like right are you ready let's go you've got that sort of accountability buddy there um and you know if like I say if you join like a running club or a group or whatever then you know that you're going to be running with them once a week every week minimum probably so um yeah it's another way to try and build that into your sort of habits yeah, it's having lots and lots of safety nets, isn't it? Like I, I, I remember like yeah. during during the kind of COVID stuff, it was like there were a couple of people, I think Hall included, we used to do a thing where we would kind of send each other, did we send each other like yoga things that we could do, yoga with Adrienne or was it stretch <laughs> yeah, there? Some, there was I something. Think we um, were both doing yoga with Adrienne once a week in theory. Mm. In theory, I think I did it twice. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I wasn't great either. But we, in theory, we about were meant to be week. holding each other yeah. accountable to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're just crap at the accountability thing. But anyway, yes, yeah. Then think... we started doing this podcast and that was better for the accountability. So way better, it turns out. Yeah. yeah. Just start a podcast if you're listening. Great idea yeah. to hold yourself accountable. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, when we do it's get true. into January, I do have some New Year's resolutions that I do want everyone to hold me accountable to because I quite like a New Year's resolution, but that's just because I like to beat myself up. Are you going to share them? Well, are they? Yeah. I am. The big spoiler is that I mainly want to do, I need to get back on the strength wagon and I, because I've completely fallen off, not done any for ages and ages and ages. So that's something I want to build in and I want to like make a regular I did want to do it twice a week which is what I used to do so it can't be that hard um yeah that's that's my big thing sounds good to me I might up mine to twice Mm -hmm. a week as well because I've been doing one or let's be honest in the last two weeks none so (laughs) I might get back into doing two as well and then we can text each other afterwards (gasps) yes perfect that would be good what about you Anna do you have any do you reckon that you can share now? My New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Um, so I I want to be a bit more consistent with my running. So it's good that good that I've got all the tips and all the tricks. Um, but <laughs> even you know, even people who think you know maybe it looks like they've got it all together on the surface, you know, we have our little blips as well. So I've been really not very consistent since I did my big ultra at the end of September. Mm-hmm. Um, because I got quite poorly after it, and it took a while to recover. So I'm getting back into being more consistent. Um, and so I've started that already because I feel like I don't respond massively well to 
um, by building up to things. So it's like, you know, if it's, if I've got a couple of weeks, then I'm better off just starting now and just trying to get into the flow. Um, so yeah, so yeah, just being more consistent with my running. Um, I'm pretty good with my strength because I, I, you know, I'm in and out of the gym coaching and teaching classes and stuff. So, um, that's, that's really good for my strength stuff but I've also signed up already to a yoga class that I'm going to do in the new year because I've not done yoga for a couple of years so I saw there was a new class starting in the new year so I've signed up that's all booked and I'm ready to go oh I love that that's amazing I think I mean yoga is as we've discussed many times hugely valuable to our flexibility and mobility and for running in general but I also mm. think that something like that, that you're just really excited about doing, that's my kind of resolution. Like at mm. the beginning of this year, mine was to join a choir. And here I am a year later mm-hmm. and I, I bloody love my choir. So I think having something like that where it's like something where you have no intention of necessarily having to be really great at doing it or like, nope. but just something that you know you're really going to enjoy that's just completely selfish time for yourself that you mm. back to the it's you know it's all a, a festive segue <laughs> into the true meaning of christmas I love that. that's the one of true my meaning of christmas <laughs> i do think that's one of my favorite things that's ever happened on this podcast is you talking about the true meaning of christmas <laughs> oh my god i wish i can say that that was a really well thought out joke and i was really quick but honestly oh my god. genuinely just thought that selfishness was the purpose of christmas <laughs> <laughs> so I thought good. that was why baby Jesus died for so our sins. Good. For you, yeah, so wow. that we could be Absolutely. selfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, thank you, Anna. Oh, that dear. has been so so helpful, and I hope been uh, I hope all of you listening at home from your fire from your armchair by the fire with your <laughs> um, whatever you're having. For Christmas, glass of eggnog brandy. latte, yes. eggnog oh, yes. latte, glass yes. of brandy, <laughs> celebration box, avoiding the bounties <laughs> unless you're Esther Newman. Um, oh no, no, no! They're milk chocolate. I'd avoid them like the plague. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> she likes the even more horrible ones. I hope you all had a. It all thoroughly enjoyed that. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, I think. This is going to go out in the betwixtmas. Oh, God knows, Hull. God knows. Okay. Yeah. In, in betwixtmas, I think. In betwixtmas, yeah. Yeah. The, the perineum. Betwixtmas. Yeah, for sure. Well, Merry Twixmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Talk about your resolutions. What are you going to be doing? Okay. I feel like I don't want to dominate this episode with mine because mine, that's true. You did ask me earlier and I did kind of just bang on about like everybody just, why doesn't, why don't we all just live in a world where we all are rainbows and smiles instead? And I didn't really tell you what it is, but yeah, moving every day. Yeah. Uh, and then a big one that is not running related mm-hmm. is reading more books. I'm literally going oh, yes. to write down all the books that I'm really looking forward to doing this. I'm going to do this over Christmas as a little interesting thing for myself. I'm going to write down all the books I've read this year. Maybe I'll even give them Ooh. a little score. Yeah. That's a nice thing. And then yeah. next year, I'm going to try and beat my amount. That is a crazy good idea. 
That's a crazy. Yeah, I'm really I, I listen to, to a lot of books, obviously, as we know, but that's really easy. That feels like a really easy way to read, not a proper way to read. And actually, I know that I sleep better, more deeply, and more soundly if I read a proper book before going I know. to sleep. Oh. So, yeah. I mean, I so should read a book before I go to sleep, but it's really hard to not just watch like a 10 second video of someone being like, guess my fart or whatever. <laughs> That's my nice time at the end of the day. But yes, agreed, agreed. I think it will really mm-hmm. help me to sleep better. And I also tentatively like, I don't think I'm going to put any like, again, it's going back to the something is better than nothing thing. I don't want mm-hmm. to think I've immediately failed first thing in the morning and then not do any exercise for the rest of the day as a result. But I would quite like mm. to dip my toes more into being a bit of a morning runner. I've never really felt like it works for me before, but in our current routine, Doug gets up quite early for work and I and and I don't really like staying up on my own. So I tend to go to bed at the same time as him. And then mm. I'll wake up early with him and it leaves me with the two options uh, of sitting in bed and scrolling on my phone for an hour or getting up and mm. doing something um yeah. and I think maybe I'm not saying to myself then that every day that has to be a run or something but I did enjoy it being a run the other day it was really nice and uh I felt it felt quite nice to like watch the world get up kind of thing I've yeah. never really related yeah. to it well I know you like a bit of that and I've never really related to it but I did really enjoy it the other day and so maybe it won't specifically have to be a run if that feels really difficult to wrench myself out of bed for on a very cold morning or something. But I would like mm. to use that hour to do something other than just sit on my phone. So that could be the reading thing. It could be going for a run. It could be getting up and doing some yoga. It could be having mm. breakfast. Because that was the other thing that was really nice about that run is I had some. I had breakfast at my desk which maybe I can mm-hmm. think of a more romantic place than my desk, but whatever. <laughs> um, afterwards, and like watched it again, kind of just like watched it. I didn't, I didn't check my emails and stuff while I was doing that. I just sat here and like, then I did a bit of my scrolling and I watched the, the world wake up out the window a bit. And it was like, that felt really nice rather than feeling like a bit of a crusty person. Yeah, I love it. I do. I must admit, I, yeah, everything about the early morning stuff, I, I, utterly love and I love the feeling that you have claimed extra time in the day somehow that you have it's a bit like Adrienne going on about the power hour thing it's 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 that kind of um it just feels like you know you can kind of then give yourself a mid-morning break because you've been working since eight or you've been you know I've been working with this since eight or you've been for a run or you've been you know this that and the other I just think it's and the feeling of kind of like you get a bit of a zing after you've done a run really early because it, yeah. it makes me more productive. I can definitely work better. I feel more efficient and stuff like that because I just get stuff done a bit better than than were I to just sort of, I don't know, sit around and get up at the same time as everyone else. And yeah, the, then there's the feeling of smugness, which is priceless. It's not which to be is, sniffed yeah. at. Yeah. It is not. It, it is, is not. good. I'm not going to lie. I did text my family being like, so hard to find a coffee shop and I open this early in the morning when you've just been for a run 
And I was like, why? They don't care. They're, they're not here. They don't have any suggestions. But do notice that I still sent them that message. So Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. That's a... Yeah, yeah, and I think um, in terms of my resolutions, like none of them are particularly running related this year because this is like going to be my 51st year. So stuff that I'll do what comes my way kind of thing. But mostly it's things like I know that what I need to really, really need to do, and I know I shouldn't say need or should or whatever, but I'm gonna, is go to bed earlier. And I think that feeds into what you're saying about the book reading as well. It's just like if I can get myself into bed at 10 o'clock and give myself half an hour of reading a book, I will have then given myself a gorgeous night's sleep, which means that my following day I am going to be happier and kinder and mm-hmm. funnier and more productive and more creative and all of the things rather than my usual pissed off self. So that yeah, I think I is what I want to like do. that, but I know what you mean. Aww. I know what you mean. Uh, and I hope actually, okay. Okay. So those are the things Mm -hmm. that we're talking about to better ourselves, um, in some way, like again, Mm -hmm. using all of this language in a super, you know, doing (laughs) lots and lots of rabbit ears while we're talking about it. I guess those are all things that are sort of self-improvement type goals that we're setting ourselves where it's like I want to be a nice person and I want to sleep better and I want to be more well read or I want to do more running or whatever but Mm -hmm. what's one that's like inconsequential and selfish like just something that you want to do in 2024 and it's not something that you have any of those feelings around it like I should do this I Mm mm-hmm Mine is actually watch The Sopranos. I've never seen it. Oh, Holly, what a treat. Yeah. Oh. I, I can't wait. I've never watched any of it. So that's one thing that I'm like, I want to end 2024 being someone who what who has seen The Sopranos and can do jokes about it. Oh, I'm so jealous that you've not watched The Sopranos. I'm just... I can't wait. I'm going to tell you, you all about my feelings oh my about God. it. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, I love that. <laughs> That's actually Sopranos is one of the early series that I watched with Dave when we first got together, and we just we is watched it. it and it's, yeah, and it definitely predates kids, I think, or maybe overlaps the beginning bit a little mm. bit. But we absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved I'm it. I'm looking forward but, yeah. to it. I feel like <sighs> people would. I, I feel pressure to watch like Succession, mm-hmm. but. I don't really want to. I want to watch the fucking Sopranos, so I'm going to do that. And that's my self one that isn't geared by anybody well, else. Yeah, Succession is one that I have loved so, so much, but it took me a long time to to kind of make us watch it because I think because at the time when we when it first came out, we had just finished watching something really lovely like Detectorists, you know, or, or yeah, uh, it was oh. that and it was something else where every single character is someone pretty much that you absolutely love. And so to then tip yeah. into something where every single character is someone that you absolutely hate, I found it really, really tricky. But I'm just talking about TV now, not running. But I, I both of those things, both Succession and Sopranos are amazing. But Sopranos, my God, yeah, mind-blowingly good. Really, really good. Okay, I'm really excited about that. And actually, I, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with. We've had quite a lot of run talk in the last couple of episodes and we've got 
even more women in mm. STEM content for you next week. So I think <laughs> we do. it's absolutely fine to talk about bollocks for a bit, um, <laughs> which which did bring me on to uh, asking you, oh, telling you that I have just watched the first series of The Detectorists, which I <gasps> hope you're proud of me for because I know you told me to do it for ages and I finally have. Oh, have you? Oh, my God. Yeah, we loved it oh. and we started the second series, but we were falling asleep in front of the first episode last night, so we need to carry on yeah but we um, started yeah, re-watching love, it actually love it. oh and how much do you love toby jones like I love oh him. he's unbelievably gorgeous and how much do you love that Mackenzie crook wrote and directed i know it? i know what a talented man i know i can't believe what a talented man I know. he was i know amazing it's, it's i love it the only person so that i good. don't love tell me oh, i feel really bad saying it and i feel like everyone's going to think i'm not a good feminist do it i hate oh you mean wife. rachel sterling right yeah rachel sterling yes she is definitely the worst thing in it it's a it's a real shame yeah. it's a real shame because she is a classically trained you know royal shakespeare company daughter of diana rigg like she has is she cre- well diana rigg's even in it isn't she i think doesn't her mother appear is at some she? stage oh yeah, i don't know she does, she does, she does. She's mm-hmm. just, she, this was when we were falling yeah. asleep last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I put it to you that, um, that really big stage actresses, actresses, actors, I should stop doing that. You don't get doctresses, do you? Mm. Um, really, really kind of impressive stage actors don't translate very well to telly necessarily. Well, screen and all stage big. are such different da, da, da. things. They are, mm. they are. And some, yeah. people tran- some people can, but I think... That like I've seen a lot. For instance, I've seen like a couple of the Redgraves. Um, well, actually, to be honest, I've seen them in the theatre, but when I've seen them on telly, it it everything is still too big. It's still too theatre and not TV enough. So it d- does look very hammy, darling. And yeah, Rachel Sterling is just she's just too much. Just um, oh, I tell yeah. you, two people who have just come into my head as people who I've seen recently pull off. A play and something, you know, a character on the screen. Uh, so yeah. somebody that's coming to mind straight away, David Tennant. He can do yes. it. He can do both. Yes, but didn't he start in TV and then go to theatre? Or did he start in theatre and then go to TV? Maybe he did. But I saw him in Good. Um, yeah. The, 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 the play that's about like the... Um, slowly, slowly he gets indoctrinated into becoming a, a Nazi soldier. Oh, okay. Oh my God, it's amazing. And he's incredible. Mm. He's good. I would say he's yeah. good in good. <laughs> he's good in good. It was yeah. brilliant. He's so fantastic in that. And he's obviously a pretty a pretty great screen actor too. And Jodie Comer, that's another person who I think can do it all. She's amazing in yes. every film and, and TV series, but she's also, have you seen Prima Fashai or whatever it's called? Oh, I haven't, but that's supposed to be amazing. Oh my God. Amazing, mm. amazing, amazing. So good. But then, but again, I wonder if like people like Jodie Comer and David Tennant, maybe they had kind of like, maybe they had TV and theatre coming two. up. There are so many more. They just came there to are. mind. I, mean, I see. I saw yeah. Phoebe Waller Bridge on the on stage, and she was incredible, just as much as she is in Fleabag. Mm. But I do feel like she's, mm-hmm. you know, I think if you, it's probably my mum would not say this at all, but I would definitely say that starting in TV helps you be a really good theatre actor but starting in theatre doesn't necessarily make you a good tv actor 
that's my that's my okay, controversial like opinion that. for for episode one seven something or other five. Yeah, so. one seven five. <laughs> I like it. I I think that 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 that's a a very good a very astute. But yeah, I I point. agree. I agree with Rachel Sterling. Do you know what? The one that I always forget about, but when we started rewatching it, it was like, oh my God, I love, you know, the guy that leads the group, the kind of the big chap that's the head of the Detectory Society, his yeah. wife, his who's wife. played by, it's Emma Thompson's sister, isn't it? And I've forgotten her name. Is it? Oh um, my God, she is chef's kiss. She's Everything so he does is so <laughs> iconic to me. I no. love her. And she gets I really relate to her, actually. I think I would be her if I was a character in the show. She's brilliant because she is yeah. absolutely nuts. And yeah. like the second series, she gets kind of sort of increasingly more nuts. And just wait until you... I think there's a Christmas special after the second series. And in Aww. that, which we saw last... Yeah, yeah, it came out last Christmas. So when you get to that Christmas special, she is peak nuts in that. And she, I've just forgotten <laughs> Absolutely. I loved her so much. She's brilliant. She was in Four Weddings. Oh, I'm actually, really excited. She? Yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I'm excited to watch the rest of that. So basically, <sighs> yeah. the moral of all of this is watch shit mm. telly, watch, yes. read some books, let us know what you, what you want us to read and watch because we want to do more of that this year. Um, and set yourself goals that feel, you know, reasonable to yourself. Yes, I, I, both I think in that terms sounds... of having the respect to yourself to give yourself a bit of a challenge, and in terms of having the respect for yourself to not push yourself too hard, you know. Yeah, I think that's that's true, and I do think that like to kind of to cap it all off in terms of like my stuff. Like, yes, I, I want to go to bed early. Yes, I want to be a bit kind of my. I want to be a little bit more Holly, to be honest. You know, I always want to be a bit mm. more Holly because because you know I'm a bit too much Esther, but I think. But I, I do also love the idea of sitting down on, not on January the 1st, but possibly in that week and having a little look to see what I can sign up to because I wouldn't mind having a few little points during the year that I can just go, yeah. right, I'm going to aim for that. I'm going to aim for that. I'm going to aim for that. So um, nothing I mean, too hectic. I'm with you. I've got some, some thoughts that I feel like, I need to I need to spend this Christmas period really thinking about them. Oh, really? Because I would like to set myself a a, a challenge next year, um, and it would be something that I've never done before. But I'm also, and every time we have too many margaritas, we talk about this together. But I'm too scared to actually take the plunge. So, uh, oh, it's where I'm going to oh. leave that because we're going to talk about it more in the new year. Yeah. <laughs> We'll talk about it in the new year. We'll talk about it in the new year. Might even be the next episode. You never know. No, it won't be. Yeah. It'll be the episode. Anyway, we'll do it. We'll do it. Enjoy we'll do the last point. episode of 2023, everybody. Yes. And I guess Happy New Year. Well, almost. Yeah. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> oh, we set her off. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, you've only got a couple of days. So go and have a good couple of days before the new year <laughs> enjoy 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 and we will see you on the other side with another special guest so we'll speak to you yeah, then can't wait oh and i am going to quickly Ooh. say annoyingly 
uh, because we've not really done a huge amount of promo for this. We'll see you mm. with a special guest on the other side. We'll also be seeing you twice a week once again in January, uh, oh, at yes. least for 10 weeks, uh, because we've got a very special 5K series. And I know for a lot of you listening to this now, you know, you might be regular runners who are not particularly interested in learning to run a 5k from scratch but if you've had a bit of a break uh if you've I mean I'm I'm finding it really useful the work that we've done on it so far just from like not really having a goal for a while and having a, another goal again kind of thing um but we are are taking our uh lovely colleague Cara from office chair to 5k um we are as as we will be calling it for copyright reasons um and uh and we're really enjoying it it's it's going to be a great series uh so recommend it to any of your friends if you know someone who you always go oh i listen to this podcast and you guys would love it apart from the fact that you don't like two silly women blithering on or running now's Mm. the time for them to at least say they like one of those things and to get cracking with a bit of running forward it over to them and you know let's indoctrinate people one by one (laughs) (laughs) let's do it yeah that's going to be available on the 2nd of january the first episode i think yes so um yeah and it will be um full of fun and chats and it will get you to 5k in 10 weeks yeah so yeah yeah but until then happy Happy New Year's Eve. I think we'll probably have to have a bit more singing, Hall. Can you do a bit more? Okay, I'll yeah, do. Yeah. Well, I would do the old Lang Syne. I'm not going to lie. Does anybody know any of the lyrics that apart from No. Oh, the old <laughs> Lang Syne. That is all that anyone knows in the it. entire world. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well done, everybody. <laughs> You've got there. You've done it. You've done it. Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our exclusive Discord community for friendly chat and support with like-minded women runners. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The producer and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way, you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. <laughs>